Hello, my name is Mike Carver, and I'm the host of Stop Winging It, which is brought to you by Wingman Associates. Wingman Associates is focused on coming alongside businesses in a different way than most consultants. Too many business owners confide in us that they are tired of just winging it or paying for recommendations with little to no assistance or impact. What they need is not just an experienced advisor or coach to help them make the next best decision, but someone who will stay with them through implementation and execution of a new direction or strategy. That is a true winger. This is our first episode, and on the first episode, I've got my first client. Julie Canterbury is here, the owner of MCS Counseling out of Port Townsend. Thank you so much for being with us today, Julie. In Silverdale, too. We have an office in Port Townsend and Silverdale. There we go. A couple of offices. Yes. Yeah. So we have known each other for, for going on a year mm-hmm. since we were introduced, and a lot has happened. But I think what would be great for the audience mm. to learn how you went from counselor to business owner yeah. and the pitfalls and challenges and the things that we want to bring forth. So maybe we start with how did MCS come into being and what got you to all of a sudden being running the whole place by yourself? Yeah, so uh, almost exactly five years ago in October, um, I was working on a crisis team in uh, in Bremerton with uh, quite a few amazing therapists, and um, we were talking about how starting out private practice would be a pretty fun adventure of connecting and, and growing a private practice. And so um, two other uh, of my colleagues, uh, we started talking about it and developed a plan of opening a group practice. And um, it went a little faster than I intended. I wanted to open it up in July when my son graduated high school. And um, But we started in January. And yeah. and so January will be five years. And and uh, within the first couple, um, couple months of starting out, it was a lot of um, financial struggle. We, we put in money, um, but it wasn't enough to sustain the business. Mm. And, um, it created, it, it created an issue with partners. And, and so one of our partners decided to go out on their own, got a contract that we had. And, um, mm. and so it became two of us. And, um, and so about a, about two years in, um, it just wasn't working. And, decided to part ways and that was really hard because truly was winging it of like okay this is what we're doing and we don't know how much it costs to start a private practice or a group practice it wasn't just me starting a private practice it was a group practice and we had about 10 clinicians starting at the beginning and they were part-time and working full-time jobs and so we were piecemealing all this stuff together and and I would say it took two and a half years to get out of the red of of financial mm. struggle. And I took a huge pay cut, and I was working probably 50 hours a week, seeing 40 clients a week, which was way too many. So, so running <laughs> so, it and still being a counselor. And still being a counselor. And I just wanted yeah. to be a therapist. I thought if I open my own business, I get to just be the therapist. Right. And, Five years later, I, I see about five clients. Right. And right. <laughs> so it's not it's not true. You when you you do this group practice thing, you see less and less clients. You do more and more business, and and so that's kind of how the foundation MCS stands for Miller Canterbury Seacrest was our names, and we put them together and. 
and we've changed it to my counseling service um, to be more um, generalized and um, and so it's now we have 25 therapists and we have four support staff and we're continuing to grow we have two new therapists coming on next week so yeah. um, so it's it's stabilized we're financially stabilized and and it's it's going well and that's a bit of the nature of COVID and what's happened oh my gosh. right now. I mean, you're serving a, a clientele of people who, once they've reached out, yeah. they really need help. And that seems like it's just grown exponentially. Exponentially. Before COVID, our population was kids and veterans. Hmm. And that was the need in, in our community in Silverdale. Um, and you know, in Port Townsend was a lot of kids and teenagers, and we were really good at that. And yeah. then all of a sudden COVID happened, and um, at that same time, the VA shifted their insurance, so it created a barrier for us to get clients in, and and kids didn't want to be online. They don't want to do telehealth. <laughs> They're yeah. like, I'm tired of it. I've been I'm doing that for school. Game. What yeah. the heck? Exactly. Why would I go online to Why begin with? Why would I talk to somebody? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it was a very interesting shift and so right. during that shift of covid we had to shift and so our main population we see now are professionals teachers yeah. doctors lawyers therapists um the burnout level for professionals is really high and yeah. business owners and you know it's it's a different um mm. environment than two years ago five years ago and and you know and adding to that i think there's been a lot of focus on mental health issues has that been helpful for you you think in general oh yeah yeah, yeah. the destigmatizing of it mm -hmm. and making it normal um i it's normal for people to get support we're not meant to do this world alone and just like you're you're Thank saying you. with right. <laughs> with what you do is you know winging it from the very beginning of our practice we we did that and and slowly i've gotten advisors i've gotten accountants i've gotten support and ha having to do this and I think at the beginning when we do it at the beginning we can't afford it I can't afford to get an advisor or get someone to help me because I can't afford it to to pay that extra right. however we can't afford not to because <laughs> we don't know what we're doing and there's the dilemma <laughs> there's the dilemma and right. and when you start to get more of a clarity and a grounding I think it's one of the things I've noticed is having these experts in my in my business so that I get grounded in what I believe and who I am and where I want to go for my business. And mm -hmm. when I'm like so busy and have so many things and I don't have time to just process it, I don't have that clarity to know where I'm going. Where am I going five years? And those decisions I make today will help me go those I'll know where I'm going in five years. But if I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. I got so many things that's wearing so many hats and right. I, I just don't know what to do. And yeah. it gets really overwhelming. And then you don't have the space to know where you're going. I think we keep seeing that. We see it here at Wingman all the time with the clients and people take on too much. At what point did you realize? Was there like a, was there a breaking point where you were like, I, I don't get it here. I can't do all this and all this. Did it, was Day it, one. Was it, <laughs> I think was it epiphany or was it like gradual? You think? I think it was a gradual. It's kind of mm. like you're in a pot of hot water and it just gets hotter and hotter until mm. it's like, oh, shit. Crap, I'm, a frog. <laughs> yeah, I'm a frog in here. I don't realize. And it. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And it's so big and yeah. so overwhelming that I I 
don't even know where to look. Mm. And that was when, you know, Marcy with ABC um, Bookkeeping, when they took over and, and she called and reached out and said, hey, and and it was right at that transition when my business partner and I was all by myself, my business partner left and I was all by myself and I was like, I don't know what to do. Nope. I was like call, crying to her and and she calmed me down and like she was my therapist for a moment of like helping with my finances yeah. because it was a mess when I took over all by myself. Yeah. And so then she introduced me to you and it was just like, oh, okay. Because I didn't, I was that flailing, like, I don't know what to do. I need grounding. I need to have direction. And she's like, this is, calm down. It's okay. And so I think having, it's it's really interesting because even in therapy as therapists, we think, you know, we say, we can't do this alone. We're here to support you. We're here to help you. But we have a hard time taking that advice ourselves. Mm. (laughs) Like It's so true. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we can't do this by ourselves, and that's why we have um, consulting as clinicians. We also have supervision, and once we get fully licensed, we're like, oh, we don't need supervision anymore. No, I think we need it even more because we get disconnected, and and we are very independent and doing things on our own. And No, it just takes a village, and I don't know that it ever stops. No. I don't know that it ever stops. There's always something that comes across from a business owner. Um, to me, like yourself now, that moment of recognition where you go, what was I starting this for again? Yes. <laughs> what the hell was I thinking, first of all? Yeah. But now that I'm in the middle of it, um, at what point did you kind of go, I got to take care of the business? Well, I I think it was before my second business partner left. Um, hmm. There was a point where I realized that it was so unhealthy and so toxic and it was affecting my employees. And if this business is going to sustain, if it's going to make it, I had to set some really hard boundaries. And it was really hard because I'm a team player. I'm, you know, I've been a coach for, I was a coach, volleyball coach and basketball coach in another life before I was a therapist. And, and so I'm always about team play and how do we work together? But when it became this awareness of this is not team play anymore. Mm. This is, this is, a, we're, we're very different views and different um, values and different goals. And, yeah. <clears throat> and so then when we sat down and created, tried to create a plan, it was even more clear that we were on different things. And, you know, at that point, it was either we close the business or I do it by myself. I wasn't going to step aside. And no. it, this this is this is my dream. This is my vision. And this, yeah. this is what we're doing now. Yeah. So and there was never a thought of like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, mm. Yeah. And so the next day he gave me his letter of resignation. And so it made it to where I didn't have to fight, I didn't have to, it didn't get messy. It it just became a decision. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we, we parted ways and, and it's still, I think no matter when you, you have this, like with business partners, it's like a marriage. It's, you marry them and, and you have to get along and you have to Mm -hmm. be on the same page. And, and just like when you, 
you sit down and you do your finances at the table with your partner, (laughs) it's very similar. And if you're not on the same agenda and the same goal, there's a lot of conflict in it and it creates a mess in, in business. And so, um, and so I think that was the hardest part. I didn't realize that in, in the beginning, it was like a marriage. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I adored the, the men that I worked with and, and went in partnership with. Um, but we just all didn't have the same vision at the very beginning. And as you grow and, and go and move, it, it, things change and ideas yeah. change. And, and, and I was just thankful it, it ended in a, in a calm, peaceful way. Could have gone, could have gone horribly wrong. Uh, and, and not that it didn't, it wasn't fun to go through. Yeah. Gosh, like any marriage, you think you know somebody. Yeah. I mean, you, oh you, my gosh, yeah. you walk in going, well, we've known each other for 10 years. Let's just do this. Yeah. And in fact, we forgot to ask, you know, public or private school, mm. um, you know, soccer or basketball. Yeah. I mean, you know, floss or no floss, yeah. for goodness sakes. There's a million things we haven't talked about. And now they all come out. Right. right? And I think our audience, would, that resonates across yeah. any business. You've got a business, you've got business partners. How well do you know them? Yeah. How well do you know them? Yeah. And not agreeing is not always a bad thing. No, no. But you got to find a way to move forward. Right. Yeah. Because not, not sustaining the business then hurts the people you were trying to serve to begin with. Yeah. And it's a noble profession that's trying to serve people at, at a time of need. Mm-hmm. And here you are struggling in the exact same way that somebody who might be calling in is struggling. Yes. What a dichotomy. Oh, my gosh. And, and to be that that heart of struggling. Mm. I think, I think as business owners, we think, oh, it's going to come easy. We got all this infrastructure. It's going to, it's going to work, but we don't take in employees of conflict with employees. I've had to fire three people. That sucks. Yes. Really sucks. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I'm a therapist. I mend relationships. <laughs> doctors will do no harm, right? Yes, I can't do this. I can't do yeah. this to my employees. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't hurt them. But it was hurting our business, right. and and it was it was affecting rapport. And so I think with ending things with my partnership helped pave that way to set really clear boundaries right. with my employees of saying, sorry, this is not working. Mm-hmm. I wish you the best. I will help you in this transition. Um, because I am someone that supports people in a transition. Right. Um, but this is not where it's working for There's us. still a right and a wrong way to do that. Yes. But you can do it professionally, yeah. you know, well-intentioned, oh, mercifully, yeah. mercifully, graciously. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of ways you can do it. There's a lot of bad ways that people do it. Yeah. And I've been a part of that for 40 years as well. Yeah. So, and doesn't every, doesn't every business owner tend to go through that cycle? Yeah. I think there's a lot of people listening right now that are, and it's resonating with them. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's painful. It's a people's lives. You know, I've hired and I've fired. I remember early in my career, a guy saying the value of something for nothing is nothing. If the person on the other end, I'm super happy and you're not. Somewhere there's got to be some mutual win here. And if you're in charge of the business, you're in charge of making sure the business survives. Yeah. Too many businesses fail because someone's not doing that. They forgot their why. They forgot what they were supposed to be doing. And they let everything else sort of dominate their time. Yeah. My philosophy as a supervisor, as a boss, is that I'm curious. How did we get here? Mm -hmm. How How did it 
like how did we get to where you didn't do your notes for the last week? Right. Um, how did how do we get so right. instead of like hey, I'm gonna sit down with you and tell you where you messed up as your boss, I'm I'm gonna be curious because um, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna control you. I'm not gonna tell you what to do or how to do your job. I'm gonna be curious of how we can do it together and figure out a plan together. Yeah. Kind of leading from the middle. Yeah. Shameless plug for uh, Bill Robinson from Whitworth who wrote a book like that. Yeah. Called that. But uh, it's a really good concept. Yeah. Coming alongside, leading from yeah. right with them. With accountability. Yeah. And of course. Like, let's, let's do this and how, how to. But I think it takes a person in the whole. I think as therapists, we think we have to put our personal life aside and just be present with our clients. Yeah. And that's true. But we still have our own stuff that we carry every day. Like, Financial, like how much of a big pressure that is for an as an employee. You're sitting there and you're like, I'm doing this job and I kind of don't really like it, but I need that paycheck. And if I don't do it, I don't pay my bills. Well, as therapists, we're supposed to be 100% present for our clients, but we have our own stuff. And so as a boss, I want to be a support to help people like, oh, this is hard. It's Mm -hmm. not just... um, clients that are struggling and how like oh I I don't know how to help this client versus I'm struggling with my own stuff how how do I hold this right. while I'm also holding other people's stuff yeah. and that's a lot it's a very it, it really is it really is yeah. people need to enjoy what they do and you know building a culture that gets people to feel that yeah. you know it when you see it yeah. it's tangible when you walk in um, it, it, maybe maybe you can even describe it you also know the opposite. Oh, yeah. And we've all worked for them. And so this, this I want to attract, um, I don't want to chase, uh, it, it flies in the face of corporate America that I grew up with. Um, even though I was entrepreneurial, I wanted to be myself in a world where they were trying to get me to be a blue suit, buttoned up and do it this way and say it this way. Yeah. And when you walk into a culture that is accepting, that's open, that's encouraging and positive, it, you know, this is what happens. You take a business that was in a rough spot and you take it to where it is now. Yeah. And you look at what's about to happen. So maybe tell the audience about what you're thinking of doing on top of this. I mean, Well, um, I am creating a new business uh, of um, consulting and supervising other therapists yeah. to help them grow private practice. I think my business of what I currently am doing with my therapist has given me that foundation of that confidence to if I can do that for my employees and they feel safe and confident and grow we meet once a week and we ask every week how is this working for you what's not working what's working for you and that has created um this vision for for our new process of really supporting therapists supporting them billing wise supporting them in supervision and consulting, mm-hmm. um, supporting them in, um, in, in credentialing for, for insurance companies. Right. So that infrastructure for therapists. I, I had an opportunity to work with a nurse practitioner and doing medical support, and, and I realized that's not the direction I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, there's big billers and big companies that are doing billing and, and supporting, and I just, my vision is this therapist. Right. right. It's hard to do your own business and do therapy. And if you're giving 
you know, 60% of your time to therapy, to clients and supporting them and helping them, that other 40% is really hard to do business and to do billing and calling. And, help. and yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. And, and so my vision is, is to support them and make their job easier. Mm-hmm. And, and we are not the experts at medical billing. We know therapy billing. There you go. And, and that is what we're really good Stay at. Stay in your lane. Stay in my lane. Yeah. And I try to do outside my lane and we're not so good at it. <laughs> and it costs money. But there's a nugget for the average viewer too. Oh yeah. Stay stay yeah. tight. Stay, what's yeah. in your wheelhouse? Yeah. Try to be all things to all people. That doesn't usually go well. No. And yeah. and with our therapists, when they come in, I'm like, what's your niche? What are you really good mm. at? And a lot of new therapists are like, I don't know. And so, well, what makes you not tired? What people that you work with doesn't make you tired? Uh-huh. And so I have some who are amazing with suicidal clients. They're like, they don't make me tired. They, yeah. I can sit with them all day. And I have other therapists that they just, they want to work with people who have OCD. And they're struggling with that uh-huh. anxiety and that level of anxiety. I have one specializes in trauma. And she just wants people who have had significant trauma. Their, their brains and their support and their abilities can do that all day long and they don't get tired. Yeah. I work That's with... That's a gift, I'm it's sure. A, oh, it's a huge gift. Yeah. My population is teenagers and, and veterans. Mm. If I work with somebody over the age of 60 as a female, it exhausts me. <laughs> and and it's, it's not that I don't right. enjoy those people. It's just it's not my gift. Right. And so that's also what our business does is find people what their gift is. And so that's the first question we ask anybody coming in. Right. What are you good at? Who? What population? And do you help really, them find that. If and, ha- they and if they don't know, right. we we right. narrow it down. That's why we ask every week. What's working for you? Mm-hmm. How how is that working for you? And I'm just exhausted. And well, that's not that's not sustainable. Right. So how do we make this sustainable? And and so after a year, which is a bummer because a year is not long enough to keep an employee. But usually after a year, they get really good at their job. And then they go, wait, I believe in myself. I believe I can do this mm-hmm. out in the world. So Really find their stride. Yeah, I, yeah. and yeah. so they, they advertise themselves as couples and right. trauma. And that's it. And they hang me on shingle and they say, here I go. And they get filled in a month, yeah. you know, because they know who they are. Yeah. They know their niche and they have the confidence and they don't, it, they don't get, I, I think as new therapists, we, we don't really know what we're good at. Yeah. It, I think that's fascinating. And I, I, you've done so much to bring um, you know, men relationships, you know, even a broken owner relationship, mm-hmm. to where you are now, to having the capacity um, and the foresight to think about, now what do I really want to do? Yeah. I can, I'm, I'm the CEO of the business, and the business, if I do it well, will run. Yeah. Now what can I do to continue to support? I think that's, I think that's an amazing story. I just wonder, can you... Are there two or three nuggets that you would pull out now? If you could look back and know what you know now Mm. and go, boy, I would have done this or that or whatever slightly differently. Are there a couple things that pop out that kind of go to any business owner out there? Just that's probably universal. Yeah. I mean, I think we've kind of already talked about them. What would you say Um, the highlights then? Yeah. You know, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I had to learn it. It's where I'm at today. And it's really how I, how I really feel about my business has been those growing pains. 
Um, I the quote that you said, I you know, I do not chase, I I, um, I, I attract, yeah. and and what is mine will come, mm. and which gives me patience and helps me to just sit back and and see what happens, yeah. um, and just to, I think it's it's being grounded in my own. Um, my own self. I think there's a lot of insecurity that I had, you know, as, you know. Uh, yeah. Can I do all this? Yeah. Can yeah. I? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, being, you know, my, my dad was an oyster farmer, you know, and mm. grew up in Quilcene, you know, on a, on a, a tiny little town, graduated with 19 people in my class. Like, yeah. Yeah. so tiny. And, yeah. you know, and, and. Going to college and having raising kids myself, and um, you know, doing all this stuff it, as you grow, you're like, I don't know if I can do this. this mm. That I I I think imposter syndrome is overused. However, it totally um, qualifies because when you doubt yourself and you doubt your abilities, it it paralyzes you and, and gets you stuck. And fear I think based, right? fear based. Yeah. yeah. And I think what I've really learned is that support of having people in that are professionals that know mm. their shit, know their stuff and that go, you're doing great. Yeah. You're, you're, you're fine. Everything's yeah. okay. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned, and this would be the number three, um, is dreaming. Mm. If you don't dream it, it's not going to happen. Mm. And I think that that big picture and that that dreaming it gives this like energy of hope in this like oh yeah. I can this this would be so much fun. Yeah. What if we could? What if? And then when yeah. you say it out loud, people go. I mean, if people who are competent and mm -hmm. and kind will go, how are you going to get there? Right. Oh, let's be curious about yeah. that. Love the idea. Now Love what? the idea. Yeah. 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 And so, oh, this is impossible. No, things aren't impossible. It's just a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I think the audience resonates with with all those points. Yeah. You know, most people that we run into anyway, wingman, have, have got a great idea or product or a service, and then somewhere along the lines, business hits them upside the head, and they just get stuck majoring in the minors. Yeah, they're just down there. Yeah, you know, raking. You know, raking the field, changing the bases, chalking the lines, instead of making the deals to make the team better. Yeah. And they forgot what their job was. And we just want, you know, this this whole episode, everything about it, screams to those kinds of people who, if you think that's where you are, seek out some help. Yeah. Any friends, family, yeah. anybody, but start talking it out loud. Yeah. Stop just, but like you said, stop keeping it right here. Yeah. It's not going to help. Well, and yeah. one of a, a new therapist that I'm mentoring right now, um, she's starting her own group practice, and she's so stuck on the details of the employee handbook and um, the pro policies and yeah. procedures, and 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 so she keeps pushing off hiring her her employees, and and the more that you do that, they're gonna go, well, I I gotta find a job. <laughs> Yeah. And 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 right. so one of the things that it really I mean even for me it's you just step in it, and and as you get that's you know that's why yeah. I still meet with my clinicians once a week. How is it working? Yeah. What do we need to do? And if if it's not working, then let's fill out that policy and procedures because they're not doing it right. Let's let's get it going. Just, 
because I hear that so often. it it yeah. we get stuck, we get scared that oh, I don't know if it's going to work out. And you know the thing is is that we get to we get to change our mind along the way. Right. Every business owner goes has an element of you know we're we're building this plane while we're flying it. Yeah. That's always a part of the action. Yeah. No one's got it figured out to begin with. No. Nobody does. I think that's great stuff. That's good. That's good think, right there. Nobody has it figured out. Yeah. And and sometimes pieces are falling off yeah. as we're as we're flying. E- egos get involved <laughs> yes. and you think you do, you think you gotta look like you do. Yeah. But the fact is part of the plane's not quite finished. Yeah. And you gotta keep moving. Yeah. That's really great stuff, Julie. Let me switch gears real quick. Sure. Goofy stuff. Oh yeah. Goofy stuff. Um, favorite hobby. Ooh, well um, Hobbies. Hobbies. Uh, before COVID, volleyball yeah. was amazing, and um, I just I love volleyball, okay. paddleboarding, uh, snowboarding, um, traveling. Okay. Love traveling. Awesome, awesome. COVID awesome, has awesome. been a barrier to that. Uh, it, it, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. We're, we're just so tired of it. Um, <laughs> what uh, terrible time to ask the question. Any any good vacations? Oh Where's, well, I just got back from Yosemite. Um, yesterday, so, you, so, so there you go, <laughs> there you go, so that was so the best, was recent, the most, the best <laughs> most recent vacation, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, that's all, Yosemite's beautiful, Yosemite was amazing, yeah. and, and the hikes and are hard, National Geographic moments, oh yes, yeah, oh good. yes, the tunnel view, oh, so gorgeous, nice, so beautiful, nice. we spent an hour just watching people climb at, um, El Capitan, at El Capitan, yeah, yeah. that's awesome, yeah. awesome, um, last best book that you would recommend? Ooh, um, Brene Brown's Braving. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. For leadership. Yeah. It's really amazing about vulnerability and, and growth. I like yeah. it. I like mm-hmm. it. I think the audience will like that too. Yeah. All right. And now the big one. Who's your Mount Rushmore of dinner guests? Ooh. Three, four, however you want. Dead or alive? Well, Brene Brown, for okay. sure. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, Dr. Phil. Dr. And, Phil. You know, yeah. like... He's been around the block. He's been, a little, he's yeah, been around he's a little bit. he's probably a little smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> like Carl Jung or something like, there you, go. you know, there you therapist go. world. I, I think um, as a boss, it's so hard to do psychology a yeah. lot because I'm doing all this business stuff and growth in that area. And so I... I, anything psychology, I just like. Oh God, mm. I want to have. I want to have my fingers in that. So. Good for you. So yeah. Well, this has been a joy. Thank Can't you. Can't thank you enough for being a, the first guest on the first episode. I know. I feel sharing, very special. Sherry, well, <laughs> if there's only one episode, then we'll see how special you really will be. So, no, there's no this be has more. been great, and I appreciate, as always, uh, your your candor and yeah. uh, humility and grace throughout the whole thing. So, thanks for being on. Thanks for sharing. Great nuggets mm-hmm. to for every other business owner out there i know they'll take something away so thank you we appreciate you thank you all right yeah. thanks again yeah. thanks for listening to this episode of stop winging it if you have questions suggestions or are interested in being on the program please reach out directly to wingman associates